0: And tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. Well, obviously, Nicholas Sturgeon's not as fun as that, but um, she's got the same vibe going on. Enda Brady, UK correspondent with us now. Hi, Enda. Hey, Heather. Yeah, so what, she's going to go for October next year? Is she for another referendum?
1: Absolutely, that's the plan, yeah. Look, she's given an amazing speech and it, it wasn't quite brave heart levels, but I tell you what, the atmosphere from what I could see, um, and obviously she's preaching to the converted, the people in the audience in Aberdeen at the SNP conference are committed Scottish nationalists. Nicola Sturgeon making the point that They need to break away. And, you know, it's hard to argue with this when you see some of the lunacy decisions that have been made in Westminster in recent years. Nicola Sturgeon making the point that Scotland deserves better and that with Scottish leadership and a Scottish government and an independent Scotland running everything, people of Scotland will be far better off. So she gave a rapturous speech. And what's happening now, the mechanics of this, basically, there is a court case the SNP are taking, the Scottish government, taking it to the Supreme Court, arguing this week, and it's a two-day hearing, that they should be allowed to have a referendum next year. Now, Nicola Sturgeon will get the result of that in two months' time. Sturgeon has said that she will respect whatever comes out of the court, the decision, but if they lose the court case, she will effectively campaign in the next general election, and she will take it her manifesto will be Scottish independence. And if in the pro-independence parties get more than 50% of the vote, she will see that as a mandate for beginning negotiations with London about Scotland leaving the United Kingdom. So it's a huge talking point.
0: But Inda, um, what is the situation with whether it be legally binding or not? Because I, I, my understanding was that you'd have to have permission from London in order to be able to hold a referendum in order for it to be legally binding. If she just pushes ahead with the stuff, it's going to mean nothing. Isn't that the case?
1: Well, this is the crux of the issue, really. So what she's trying to do at the moment with the court case is to make that legally binding, to win the court case and to have a legally binding, to make London effective, to force London's hand into granting a referendum. But at the time, 2015, when the last referendum happened, the only one, you know, a lot has changed since. And we were told at the time it would be a a once-in-a-lifetime, once-ever opportunity for Scotland to have its say on this. What's changed has, is that Scotland has left the European Union. 58% of Scots voted to stay in the European Union. And a lot of young Scots now don't have the same opportunities that, for example, young Irish people can go and spend a year of their university studying in France on the Erasmus scheme as part of the EU. That's been taken away from Scottish people. Mm. So. It's a fascinating debate. And look, I know there's people of Scottish descent and probably Scots listening to this thinking, what's an Irish guy doing talking about Scottish independence? Trust me, there's huge interest in what's going on in Scotland, because in Ireland, the feeling is if the Scots get a referendum, the Irish will be allowed to have a border poll on reunification. So join the dots up here. This is a massive political story that's going to unfold in the next 18
0: months. Yeah, totally. And you know what? It is just a time of change for you guys in that part of the world, big time. Um, on, on Liz Trust, she has to find a huge number of dollars, or in your case, pounds, obviously, to fund all the tax cuts and the energy payments. Where is she going to find this?
1: So the papers this morning, just a quick read, um, they seem to think that government departments, apart from uh, health and defence, so the National Health Service and defence, will be ring-fenced. Every other government department's going to be told to find 15% in cuts to its budget in the coming years, year on year. Um, Quite frankly, after 12 years of austerity under Conservative governments, there aren't those cuts to be had. So uh, I think we're in for a really, really difficult time. Bottom line is Liz Truss has borrowed colossal amounts of cash. She wants to push on with tax cuts, this trickle-down economics, which people keep telling her has not worked anywhere in the world and will not work here right now. So unfunded tax cuts and all of the money that has been paid to the energy companies to ease our bills this winter, the bottom line is she needs to find $120 billion in cuts in the next year.
0: India, thanks very much for talking us through that, mate. We'll talk to you later on again. Um, that is Enda Brady, our UK correspondent.